0: Shut up and sit, and sit down. down. Our water but is did highly you know, highly polluted. But our water is highly highly polluted. Eight million tons of plastic heading towards the ocean every single year. This is everybody's problem. We need to move faster and we need to move further
1: because the leaders can then become the activists. Okay, with the planet calls, how can we turn this around? How can we find solutions? Join the Planet Calls weekly podcast sessions where co-founders Leslie and Amor discuss topical issues around sustainability and how we can rebuild a more sustainable world. Our guest today is a company that the Planet Cause has joined forces with to combat marine plastic. Robert van Tuinen from Groningen Seaports in the Netherlands joins us today to talk about circular economy and SME innovation.
0: Welcome Robert.
2: Thank you, my pleasure.
0: Tell us a bit about Groningen Seaports and what exactly your company does and your involvement.
2: So we're a port company up in the Northern Netherlands, and uh, we have a variety of propositions in our port. So uh, in part is that chemical, uh, of course, the circular economy. Um, It's one of the biggest energy ports in this part of Europe with 8,000 megawatts uh, placed for uh, or transported. And um, it's a big hub now for data centers uh, and the offshore wind industry, of course. So um, let's say there's five big pillars underneath the fundament of a seaports.
1: Fantastic, you sound so busy. Robert, how can we create a sustainable model with circular economy in waste management and material production? So for example, by using abundant resources that we already have and not processing virgin materials.
2: Sure, yeah, well, we try to uh, facilitate that complete value chain. So that's feedstock, the technology, and of course the market. Uh, so this is what we do in growing. We we start with uh, with waste so post-consumer and industrial waste, and then proceed to technologies, and this could be a variety of technologies on and offshore. Um, and from here we proceed to to shredding it or uh, the production itself or the chemical recycling, um, and of course then to towards the the product itself. So uh, and here comes the circular design in terms of um, putting together. Uh, all those um, different sources into a product and we feel you should do it in the same place. This makes it cheaper and makes a business case more more viable along the entire value chain for uh, for circular or sustainable model.
0: You're currently working on a green hydrogen project. Can you firstly explain what green hydrogen is, as well as tell us more about this project and why it is so important?
2: Um, well, We have uh, quite a substantial part of the industry in our ports and a big chunk of that is the chemical industry Um, and by means of uh, being more sustainable uh, they are aiming at using more hydrogen which makes sense they've been using um, uh, lots of gas and we're stepping away from the uh, fossil fuel uh, gas which is still one of the cleanest though but uh, the, the main focal point now is, is green hydrogen. So, hydrogen produced from renewable sources. And most likely, that'll be uh, uh, hydrogen produced from local wind turbines or big offshore wind turbines, so uh, on, on the sea. Um, and this is interesting. We've just announced a big project between uh, us and Gasuni, so the gas grid operator in the Netherlands uh, and also a part of Germany, and uh, Shell. And our aim is to, to bring in 10 gigawatts of, um, of green hydrogen to the industry in Northwest Europe. And this could be a potential game changer for lots of companies, uh, but it could bring in new companies as well. Uh, we're working on facilitating Sky Energy, which is one of the biggest um, aviation fuel producers, green aviation fuel that is so sustainable um, in the world and um, they are investing in our port uh, because it it works well for them in terms of space and the environment and in terms of uh, let's say that dot on the horizon uh, around uh, green hydrogen
1: that sounds absolutely fascinating Robert Now, a month ago, we were living in a very different world. Since the COVID-19 pandemic emerged, there seems to be a rising sense of urgency and responsibility toward everything from consumer behavior to climate change, supply chain practices, and the future of work and mobility. Do you feel that COVID-19 is sustainability's big break?
2: So, in a way, it is. I think already the, the industry um, and uh, small medium enterprises, they've put a lot of effort in sustainability. Um, so I'm not sure whether it's the big break, you, you kind of see two movements. Uh, one movement is uh, governments kind of easing on um, all the, the regulation towards 2 uh, emissions. Um, and let's say regulation around uh, using green materials. Uh, however, if you look on on the horizon, you'll see a big development towards, uh, let's say, the the Brussels green recovery programs, and of course the industry investing in uh, new equipment, cleaner equipment, or using hydrogen, like I just said, or at least green building stones. Um, so I think the industry is doing a tremendous job uh, uh, by keeping pr- keep production going. So um, I mean, COVID has certainly had, had made a challenge uh, or is creating a challenge on personnel and uh, shifts and so on. So the industry is doing a good job there. And I think we as a port and of course, governments need to help, especially now in uh, bringing in more sustainable of, of funding for sustainability. Um, because that that in the end is is what we need. We need a, a economically viable and sustainable uh, port and society uh, and the other movement i see is um, people are are more aware that uh, working from home actually works <laughs> so there's there's not a whole lot of traffic traffic jams right now in, in the netherlands which creates cleaner skies and um, perhaps even a better environment um, so there, i think there needs to be an, an upside there as well uh, i hope uh, we learn from this in a way that um, we push forward on sustainability and uh, different working solutions. Uh, but hey, I'm 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 working in jeans right now. It's quite comfortable. <laughs> it's different. Um, but uh, there's there's a lot that needs to be um, clear or invested in in the coming. Let's say in the coming few months to to see this as an, a sustainability's uh, big break. But again, I want to emphasize that the uh, the industry is already doing a tremendous job in uh, uh, keeping up production, but also investing in sustainability.
1: Yes, and I can certainly relate to the uh, remote working situation. Leslie and I, of course, have been remote working for donkey's years. So we're old veterans at remote working. (laughs) Uh, And, Yeah, I can't believe that the world has been so slow in the uptake on remote working and a pity that a big crisis like this actually had to happen uh, to make companies sit up and say to themselves, wow, actually, you know, there are so many advantages to remote working. Of course, we won't go into what they are on this particular uh, discussion, but uh, suffice to say that working in jeans or your pajamas, depending on your choice, is really fun. (laughs)
0: Sure um, so Robert, to conclude, what should our sustainability ambitions be to help SMEs get business ideas off the ground?
2: Well, uh, we believe in value change. Like I said uh, during the interview, it's um, it's utmost important that um, we create business cases. And business cases work, especially in the circle economy, when you put together hubs. So um, have all the companies close to each other and make sure it works as a business case because this creates the opportunity and invites uh, people and companies to, to do a bit more around the, uh, the circular economy. So um, we're happy to be joined with uh, the Planet Calls. Uh, we're very proud of this as a port and uh, we see uh, the Planet Calls as an essential link in pushing forward towards these these creating these hubs um, that actually work business wise so um, we try to connect not just uh, companies but also uh, uh, funding uh, we create uh, hubs where startups can flourish and have the uh, lowest cost possible to to vent their ideas and bring them to the market. this this works for us to to bring as me business as these off um, of the ground
0: Robert I must say that working with Kroninger I have picked up on the fact that you have very little bureaucracy in the sense that when a startup or a, an innovation comes onto your box, you are able to act quite quickly in getting them on board into your innovation hub and at Hunninger Ports. And this is just refreshing because I find a lot of organizations who are trying to do something similar to you. They, they fall short when um, they have to, you know, tick off various things and it has to be approved by various people why is it working so well at it that you are able to in- approve um, various startups joining on board and various innovations coming into the port
2: um, it, it's kind of a story in layers there the um, I think we've uh, we have a pretty uh, well-known goal on the horizon we, we call it our green dot on the horizon which is the green port vision and uh, a lot of things distillate from from that vision and one of the things is of course the uh, facilitating the, uh, the the startups and uh, bringing forward a business case for the circular economy and so on um, but i think one of the most important things is that we believe in um doing things do think smart so i think we're uh, we think big, but we're still a smaller port company. We're the fifth port company in the Netherlands, and a bit further away from the bigger city areas like like Amsterdam. So we need to be a bit more creative. Um, and the other thing is that we work in partnerships. We strongly believe we're not, we can't do things alone. We can do a lot of things alone, but not building an ecosystem. Um, so you need companies, you need uh, organizations like yourselves that believe in in the same dot on the horizon like we do. It needs to be green, and then you have a certain route almost towards, um, let's say, these smart smart systems and that worked well for us. So in the, indeed, like you said, less bureaucracy, and of course, um, I think my my colleague uh, Helene Van Wyk did a tremendous job on on creating a a, a hub. For the uh, startup sector and uh, working towards um, uh, the circular economy ecosystem in uh, in both ports, um, but this has been decided for, of course, by a borough management team. So it has support and political support, uh, which help um, well uh, bring speed to to the whole process.
1: Robert, we've run out of time, so um, can you just tell us how people can get in touch with you before we before we end the show?
2: sure well of course we have a website um my name is there uh, i'm responsible for the strategy and overall large acquisitions in terms of circular economy um any party interested uh, can contact helene van wijk van wijk he is uh, he's on our website as well by email or telephone of course and uh, we invite companies to to get in touch and and welcome uh, Tim to our, to our port
0: robert you are A breath of fresh air to innovation. Thank you so much for joining us on the show and all the best going forward.
2: Thank you. Looking forward to that.